This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. All right, let's talk about legal marijuana business in Canada now. Are cannabis companies a good investment? It sure seemed like a can't-miss stock pick when Canada legalized pot last year, but... Man, we've seen a few pot stocks take a tumble here. Canopy Growth, one of the big cannabis companies, that stock is down something like 50%. Tilray, that's another one. That company has operations on Vancouver Island. They've taken a hit. My guest is Greg Taylor. He's the Chief Investment Officer for Purpose Investments in Toronto. He specializes in cannabis stocks. I'm very pleased to welcome him. Hi, Greg. Hi, how are you doing? Great. Thanks a lot for coming on. So I remember when cannabis was legalized last year, I thought to myself, boy, I'd be smart to put some money into some uh, marijuana companies, buy some pot stocks, and probably a lot of other people had the same idea, and I, I never did get around to it. Maybe that's a good thing. Do you think that some of these early adopters or people who are looking for value there off the bat, some of them have taken a haircut here, right? Yeah, and I think we're moving from that uh, that phase of early investors down to the operators, and we're going to have to see really who comes out of this because we're now moving from the hype stage when a lot of companies were buying into the the, the dream of this being the first uh, legal market, and a lot of investors globally were coming to Canada to try and figure out where they could get exposure to the sector. And now a year, almost a year or two the, after the legalization date, we're trying to figure out where the profits are going to be because there was a lot of hype that this is going to be a massive market and all these companies companies are going to have incredible profits and revenues. And yeah. and a year later, we're looking at these financials and realizing that they're, they're not being uh, realized yet. So there's a lot of people that are saying, did I get what I wanted and, and are all these companies going to make it? And I think now we're getting into the, the next phase of this uh, investment stage where we're going to figure out the winners versus the losers and try and figure out where the, the good value is. Some of those companies I mentioned off the top, Greg, uh, Canopy Growth, what's going on there? That's a big company, and how, how, how much is that stock down? Well, the stock's well off the, the highs, and, and I think what's really happened here is that last summer it got really exciting when Constellation Brands, one of the big uh, global beverage companies, made an investment in Canopy and, and took an over 50% stake. And and that really got everyone excited, almost validating the market and the strategy. And and what we've seen now is that they actually, as a Canopy, is now forced to actually deliver some of these, these numbers, because Constellation put in almost $4 billion of money into the company. And the last quarter of the canopy reported just wasn't really wasn't really great, and at the same time we had their CEO uh, basically get pushed out by the new constellation uh, board. And what we're seeing with canopy now is it's going to move away from being uh, the the company that was almost buying everything in the sector and really growing at all cost. So I think it's now going to move to the phase of operations where it's actually going to try and deliver on the on the goals. And it's going to move to good old-fashioned business practices of of growing a good product at a low price that they can keep on the shelves and they can actually deliver to their customers because that really hasn't been the case as of yet. Okay, how about this company Tilray? I think I saw that stock at around two hundred bucks at one point, and I, I think when I checked this morning, it's it's around what twenty eight, twenty nine dollars. 
Yeah, yeah, Tilray is going to be a classic uh, investing example, and you can see this in a lot of different sectors when there's a lot of hype involved. And when you when you saw Tilray IPO uh, last summer, which was it, when it came to market, it, Tilray did something really unique. Was it was the first company to do a direct listing on the Nasdaq? And what that makes it interesting is that while Canada has been the first market to really legalize. Uh, for American investors, they had to come up to Canada to invest in these companies. Now, Tilray is still, at all intents and purposes, a Canadian company, though it's run by really American management and and financed by Americans. So when they did their listing on the on the Nasdaq, it was the first uh, listing directly on the Nasdaq. So if you're an American investor that wanted exposure to to the cannabis sector, you could buy Tilray, and it got really exciting. Then I think this opened the door for a lot of U.S. retail investors to get involved. So we saw the company IPO last summer $30, and it quickly ran to $200. And that is really where you're getting the hype and the momentum behind the trade. But at the last almost $100 of that move was all momentum or short covering. And it really, when you get these parabolic moves, similar to what we saw in Beyond Meat on the last few weeks, that's where it's just, uh, it's more program and computer driven more than anything else. And then we had to have a shakeout. And now the stock's back into the $30 range, almost back to close to its IPO price. And this is where we're now trying to figure out what the fundamental value of the company is, and we've gotten away from some of the, the trading anomalies. Okay, the Beyond Meat comparison is is an interesting one, Greg. What's going on there with Beyond Meat? What happened there? Well, I think the interesting thing with Beyond Meat is that this is another company that the timing was absolutely perfect to pick up on a new trend that everyone's trying to find exposure to. And Beyond Meat, with their alternative to meat products, is, is perfect for a lot of different investment themes from from environmental to social uh, activism to, to the whole vegan trend. And people have been looking at ways to invest in this trend. And then when Beyond Meat IPO'd, uh, people are saying, perfect, this fits the theme that I want to get invested in. And people jumped on. It. And we had the stock again go from a, a $30 range on their IPO to quickly over 200 Very reminiscent of what's going on, what happened until Ray last summer. Yeah. And now we're seeing that pullback. And uh, I would expect this is going to be somewhat similar to the Tilray chart, that while it's a good company, the valuation got completely out of control. And we're seeing competitors come on. And the scarcity premium that it's got is going to, dis- is going to disappear. And it's going to go back to being a normal company. Okay, as I get down to some basic human psychology here, like when Canada legalized marijuana, a lot of people thought, this is a can't miss, I want to get in early, and like you said, a scarcity premium, so Canada may be one of the few markets where you could legally invest in some of these companies, and everybody piled in. Is that basically what happened? Oh, absolutely. And and what's really interesting that happened is that in the Canadian market, going back a few years, we've had different phases of what people are really excited about. Like we had the dot-com bubble almost 20 years ago, and then we had a lot of people that were playing the junior golds or the junior oil stocks, and that was where the speculative money went. And then all those have really faded away, and everyone's looking for the next big growth area. And for Canadians, the, the pot stocks suddenly became the next area that had this tremendous potential. And then, so we had people People looking at that for growth, and then added on that the first uh, global country to legalize, and we had a lot of international investors come to Canada and say, "Well, this is the only way I can buy into this trend, so I'm going to buy some of the Canadian companies to to make sure I've got exposure to this, in case it is the next big theme." But in the last few years, I think the biggest change that's happened is we've seen other countries roll out a lot faster than everyone expected. Certainly, the Americans are opening up way faster than everyone thought of a few years ago. It's not fully legalized on a, on a federal level, but on a state-by-state level, it's getting 
becoming these are becoming huge markets, and there's huge companies being created in the U.S. with big brands. And I think people are starting to shift some of their investment dollars away from the Canadian companies to some of these U.S. ones, and beyond that to some uh, some global players. Okay, does that mean then, Greg, that especially as American legalization continues, that some of these marijuana stocks are going to bounce back, or maybe I guess it's you know some of these companies are going to fail, and some of them are going to thrive, right? Oh, absolutely. This is going to be a complete survival of the fittest coming out. Uh, There were well over 100 companies that got licensed in Canada, and the company in the country is just not big enough to to have a market with that many players in it. And we're going to go through the the period now where there's a shakeout between the winners and losers, and I think investors have to realize that not every one of these companies is going to survive. And you really need to do your homework and focus on companies that that will. Do you think that uh, the way the government has handled the rollout of of legal cannabis in Canada, and I'm talking both federal and provincial governments, and I I think in some cases it's been botched in many ways. Has that hampered the stock prices of some of these companies in, in any way? Oh, oh, absolutely. It, it's not helping at all. Um, I, I, there are a few problems with the way the governments have rolled this out. From a federal level, I, I think where they're, they're hurting them is the, the ban on advertising, and which is really going to impair the ability to create a brand. And what they seem to be doing is really relying off of the ban on the cigarette advertising, which is probably not a, a bad goal from an ethical point of view. But from a business building point of view, everyone's going to realize that brands are where the value is. And these companies are struggling trying to figure out how to create a brand that they can take globally when you can't advertise on it. So someone will figure out how to do this, but it's making it harder for the brand to be created that's going to be the, the Heineken of the sector that can go globally. And whether that can come from Canada, Canada is going to be a tough challenge to make. Uh, the other thing on the provincial level is they really have botched the rollouts from the retail uh, point of view. Uh, Ontario, for sure, has is no one was expecting it to take this long to get physical stores up and running, and and that's happening across other provinces as well. And when we're people look, were looking at the financial projections for these companies, I think a lot of them had expected that there would be a more broader rollout across the provincial level, and the fact that that hasn't come have definitely drag down on these financials. Greg, it's a really interesting topic. Thanks a lot for coming on today. Oh, thanks for having me. Okay, that is Greg Taylor, Chief Investment Officer, Purpose Investments in Toronto. He specializes in cannabis stocks, uh, some of which have taken a terrible tumble, as you heard him describe there. Man, I missed that one. I missed... uh, I miss getting burned on that one. I thought about it. I, you know, I'm, I don't play the stock market practically at all, like almost nothing. But I thought, oh, I'd be so smart to put some money into these pot stocks here when they went into legalization. I mean, that is just like printing money. I would have got burned, burned like a big fat joint if I had done that.